Let's pray. Father God, we just thank you and praise you for this day, Father. We thank you for this opportunity to come together, to fellowship, Father, to hear your word. Father, I pray now that everything said and done will be to the upbuilding of your kingdom, Father, and the advancement of your kingdom. Father, I pray now for open minds and open hearts, that this seed will be sown and it will be sown into fertile ground. In Jesus' most precious name, amen. So this, um, this married couple have been arguing over whether or not they needed new phones. And so the wife took it upon herself and she went and bought her the newest iPhone that you could buy with all the doodads and bells and whistles and all the stuff. And she bragged about it all day and how wonderful this phone was. And he had an old piece of junk phone. So the next morning she got, when she woke up, she tried to get the, she picked her phone up and she looked at her phone for a few seconds and she got up and she went in the bathroom and she started putting on her makeup and the guy's like, what are you doing this Saturday morning? She's putting on her makeup and her lipstick and fixing her eyes and fixing her hair. He was like, really, what are you doing? She said, oh, shut up. My phone has got face recognition and didn't even know who I was. (laughs) Technology's tough. <clears throat> Some of y'all, if you saw you went out, you probably wouldn't know who you were, right? That's good. I'm ugly as this all the time. This is the best I got. All right, so the title is Who's Steering the Ship? And in, 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 it's a sermon we've heard before, but it, it's uh, something we need to hear a lot. I, wait a minute. Something I need to hear a lot of, right? It's something that I need to constantly be reminded of. So if you will, turn with me to the book of James, Uh, chapter 3 and verse 2. For we all stumble in many ways, and anyone who is never at fault in what they say is perfect and able to keep their whole body in check. And I read that like a bunch of times before I figured out where the emphasis was. So that we all stumble in many ways, but anyone who is never at fault in what they say is perfect. You know, that means if you control your mouth always, if you always say the right thing, if you always keep your mouth shut when you're supposed to, if you always are encouraging and building up, then that person is likened to someone who is perfect. They can keep their whole body in check. Now, I don't know anybody it fulfills this scripture, right? I don't know anybody. The first part, we all stumble in many ways. I know lots of folks that stumble in many ways. I don't know anybody that can keep the second part straight. So when we try to control our bodies, right? And we do. I mean, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, and self-control, right? Self-control means control over your body. That you... Do what you say you're going to do, when you say you're going to do it, and your body is going to be subjected to your will. Now, I, I have multiple problems where my body is not subjected to my will. Uh, one is um, stuff that is like chocolate and peanut butter. My body has a hard time being subjected to my will because I always think, man, if I just had one more, or one more slice of cake or pie or chicken leg or whatever, y'all get it. But the thing that I struggle with the most, even as fat as I am, is... Only saying what you're supposed to say when you're supposed to say it. That is difficult. The tongue is a creative force that we have been built into. See, we are adopted into the family of God, right? And everything that was created 
the heaven and the earth and the stars and the moon and the oceans and everything was created by the words of God, right? When he said, let there be light, light came. When he said, let there be land and separated it out, it all happened. So we're in the family business of speaking into existence stuff around us. And, and we prophesy over our lives daily. And we don't realize what we're doing, but we constantly talk about, well, I'll never get over this, or this is just the way I am, or, you know, what Miss Mazzelli say, I'll never live to be 50, right? I'll never live to be 50. Did y'all know that? Um, Carolyn, Linda, and Robin's mom said, I'll never live to be 50. She didn't, right? Yeah, she didn't. She got exactly what she said, and she said it for years and years and years. And, and you know, whether she really meant it or whether she was joking or whether it was just something she said out of habit, I don't know that that really matters because you have what you say. And so as we talk, and we talk. I mean, some of y'all don't talk, right? Some of y'all sit in, in that study to be quiet, right? Granddaddy E.P. said it's better to be quiet and let them think you're dumb than open your mouth and prove it. Right? And that's the, that's the thing. See, I prove it. I prove it on a regular basis. I explain to them exactly how dumb I am. But what we say dictates what our life looks like. And the more we have doom and gloom and destruction, and I never get enough rest, and I'm always tired, and never, nothing ever goes my way, and I'm always broke, and my money never is long enough to get to the end of the month, and I can't make ends meet. I wonder... How much of that are you confessing into existence versus you're just reporting the news, right? And see, that's what, I, well, I'm just telling you what happened, right? I'm just, exp I'm just telling you what happened, right? We report the news a lot. Like, we're a newscaster that follows us. Well, I had a bad day at work today. I had two customers that were bad. Well, I was late for work. I spilled my coffee. I and mean, we report the news constantly, right? I mean, some of y'all weigh too much on Facebook. I mean, Look, look, used to be people were like, you need to mind your own business. Well, please stop putting it on four updates a day on where you at and what you're doing. I mean, some folks I'm really concerned over. In fact, I'll be honest, we were at a softball tournament yesterday, and one of the people asked me if so-and-so is playing on that team. And I said, I don't know. I can look at her mama's Facebook page. And she said, well, how do you know that? I said, because if they got in the car to come to a softball tournament, it's on Facebook. I promise you. She puts it on there. But we report the news about what we're doing how our day was, what we're going through constantly. And unfortunately, we do a whole lot of reporting the negative and the bad and the horrible and not so much of the good. And so I'm going to challenge you as we work through this about controlling our tongue, because if we keep reading in James, we will keep reading in James. Um, verse 3, when we put bits into a horse's mouth, we make them obey us, and we can turn the whole animal or a ship, as an example... Although they are large and driven by strong winds, they are steered by a very small rudder, wherever the pilot wants it to go. So our lives are like the ship. They're driven by winds, they're driven by desires, they're driven by all the things, and it's steered by a very small rudder. And that rudder, in this example, steers the ship exactly where the pilot wants to go, right? Have you ever seen anybody that was really good at driving a boat and they could just make it do? I mean, man, old Ronnie McElveen could put it on the trailer with his eyes closed, I think. I mean, he's just perfect. And then you go to the boat landing on like Memorial Day and watch those idiots try to load those boats. Oh, man, it's entertaining. 
I mean, right, they back in like 17 times. They can't make it do anything or miss the whole trailer. I mean, I haven't seen some stuff. But somebody who can control the boat, I mean, the boat, the part that controls the boat is pretty small. I don't care how big the boat is. The rudder is not very big. So I don't care how big you are as a person. Your rudder is almost the same size as everybody else's. Now, some of y'all's rudder hole might be slightly bigger than others. My rudder hole is bigger than others, right? I got a big mouth. But, but, the, but the thing that drives us is still very small. I mean, in, in comparison, right? I mean, the muscles that move my tongue compared to the muscles that I use to pick up stuff or pick up my legs or squat stuff or whatever. I mean, right, this is a pretty small. But the thing that has the most control over who I am, where I am, and what's going on is the small one. And, and, and let me tell you from experience, I have used my mouth to get me in all kinds of trouble. And a few times I've taught myself out of it, but most of the time not. So as James says, even though the ship is big, the rudder is small. And the guy who can control it steers the boat exactly where he wants it to go. So when we control our tongue, and I'm not talking about, well, I am talking about it, but not the special example of like if you hit your finger with a hammer. That's not the time I'm talking about controlling your tongue. Although if you can control your tongue when you hit yourself with a hammer, you are next level. I need, to, I need some help. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about every day. Every morning, every night, every time we open our mouth, where are we steering it? Because some of us are driving a really nice ship and we continue to drive it into the dock or into the rocks over and over and go, well, I don't know why it keeps happening to me. Maybe you should steer it away from that. Maybe you should start talking about you. I, I, the twins are here. Riley is not. Riley is my um, different kid. And she's exceptionally smart. And I tell her on a regular basis, if other people talked about you the way you talk about you, I'd want to fight. I would not allow people to talk so negatively about you. Yesterday, she played in a softball tournament. Her first at bat, she did not get a hit. Her next six at bats in a row, she got hits. When she came off the field, guess what we talked about? The six hits? Nope. The one she didn't hit. That's ridiculous. But that's how we are as humans, right? You can have a great day, do everything right, go about business doing exactly like you're supposed to, and have one bad experience, and that's all you want to talk about. Or maybe it's just me, right? Well, you don't understand. They cut me off in traffic, or that lady was rude to me, or so and so spilled my drink, or I mean, think about it. We absorb our good times to, yeah, that's what I expect. And then when something negative happens, we talk about it and talk about it and talk about it and talk about it. All right, so let's go. Um, so Proverbs, the, the, the book of Proverbs has, I don't, I don't know if y'all know this or not, the book of Proverbs has nine 915 verses in it. Y'all know that? Proverbs has 915 verses in it. And about 2% of the entire book is talking about what you say or how you say it. I mean, 2% is not a lot, but 2% is a lot. I mean, 2% of how you say it. So Proverbs, if you turn to Proverbs, or you don't have to turn to Proverbs, I bet you can quote it. Um, unfortunately, I bet we can quote it and we don't necessarily live by it. But Proverbs 18 
Um, verse 20 says, From the fruit of their mouth a person's stomach is filled. With the harvest of their lips they are satisfied. And 21 says, The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it eat its fruit. So we control who we are. We control what we say, right? We're supposed to. I mean, can anybody else make you say something? I, I, I mean, they might could talk you into it, but nobody can make you say anything you don't want to say, right? I mean, you get stubborn little kids, and they'll, mm-mm, I'm not saying it. Say, I'm sorry. Mm-mm, can't do it. Don't have that word in my vocabulary. Not going to say it. So you control what comes out of your mouth. And Proverbs says that you eat the fruit of it. So if your life is great and everything's going your way and you're blessed and and you're saved and you're a beacon of light, I would bet that your talking looks exactly like that. And if you're not, you're not. And then I won't go through the whole thing, but if you don't have, you have what you say. Over your life, when you believe in your heart and say with your mouth, you're going to have what you say. So if it's bad and everything's against you and everything you do is broke and everything you have is wrong, I would first think about adjusting the rudder. If I had a boat that was running into the bank constantly, I would ask the guy who was driving, what are you doing? Why do you keep running into the dock? Why are you keep steering the boat this way? Right? I mean, that's a fair question, right? If you, if you went to the lake and watched some guy ram his boat into the dock or drive the jet ski up onto the bank, you would say, what are you doing? Okay. None of y'all remember that? We, when Granddad and Grandmama had a, a, the beach house at, at the Bunnell Beach, um, Thomas or Lane or somebody had a jet ski, and we were all riding jet skis, and everybody was having a grand old time. Well, I don't know if you know, but in a jet ski, it only steers when you're mashing the gas. Did y'all know that? It only steers if you mash the gas. You can turn the handle, and if you're not putting water out, it doesn't have a rudder. And my mama was skirting all around, and she was fancy and got close and was trying to steer and gunned it and ran it about here to William up onto the bank. Boom, all the way dry. I mean, dry, dry. Not a little bit dry. Like, you could walk clearly around it and stay dry. She was well out of the water. And I think the question she got asked is, what are you doing? I think that's what was happening. But if you watch somebody do that, just ram their stuff into it, you'd ask them, what are you doing? However, when we talk about it and we meditate on it, and see, that's the other thing. You don't just say something, right? The Bible says out of the abundance of your heart, the mouth speaks. So when you say it, you're like, well, I was just funny. No, you weren't. You believed it. Unless she was telling a story, you believed it and said it. She believed she was not going to live to 50 years old and said it 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 and said it. it. See, that's the thing, right? We get it in our head. Well, you don't understand. That's just me. I can't do any better than this. This is just my personality. You can't expect more of me. Yes, we can. We can expect more of us. We study to show ourselves approved, right? We are developing Christians now. Little baby Christians make baby mistakes. And as we grow, we're supposed to get better. Now, this is not a works thing. I talked about that a couple Sundays ago. This is not a works. <coughs> I'm not saying you have to do this or that to be a Christian. I'm saying as a Christian, we have to develop into the people we're supposed to be. And as we develop, 
One of the things that ought to be on the front of our list is what we say and how we say it. <clears throat> um, Jesus said in Matthew, let's go to Matthew. The Gospel according to Matthew, uh, I think it's 15. The 15th chapter and the 10th verse, and Jesus called the crowd to him and said, listen and understand. Now, wait a minute, let me back up. So right before this, the Sadducees and Pharisees were harassing him about why his disciples didn't go through the traditional washing of hands and all of the stuff to do all of the, the things that they were supposed to do. And so Jesus is kind of countering that. So he says, listen and understand. What goes into someone's mouth does not defile them. But what comes out of the mouth, that is what defiles them. What comes out of our mouth defiles us, affects us, develops us, changes us, builds us into the people that we are. We control who we are by the words that are coming out of our mouth. Now, <laughs> you can say, I'm skinny, I look good, and I got the perfect body, and eat 10 Debbie cakes a day, and you will be lying. That won't be the truth. I mean, that's not the truth. It's not the truth. Or Twinkies, or whatever y'all like. I don't know. I mean, oatmeal cream pies are probably on top of the list. I mean, you eat a box of oatmeal cream pies, you ain't skinny. That ain't, that ain't going in the same sentence. But what we say is who we are. And you're like, well, I'm, you know, I'm just not a very good student, or I'm not a good employee, or I can't ever do that, or I never can get that right, or I'm not smart enough, or I'm too old, or I'm too young, or I'm too tall, or I'm too short, or whatever your excuse is. We convince ourselves that we are painting ourselves into a box of who we are based on our beliefs and what we say. And I would much rather you have the Bambi rule. Y'all know the Bambi rule? I've talked about the Bambi rule a couple times in here, but I, the Bambi rule is important, right? Anybody, anybody know? If you can't say nothing nice, don't say it's nothing at all. I think it's how he said it. So when we start to, well, you don't understand, I don't have anything nice to say about me. Oh, well, this nice book right here does. It says that you're redeemed and you're healed and you've been set free. So if you can't come up with anything creative on your own, Maybe you should start saying what God's word says about you. That I will live and not die with long days. He will help me. He will bless me and prosper me. And I'm blessed going in and I'm blessed going out, right? That everything works together to them that believe that my steps are ordered by God. I mean, you come up with your own list. <clears throat> when Mr. Darrell was sick in 2007, um, it was, a, it was a shock to our system, and it was a, it was a major event, and it was, it was, it was tough. It was tough times, and, in, and it, stretched, <clears throat> it stretched my faith to the limit. I mean, I went, I stepped out of my limit, actually, in that, and it helped me grow. But when, when he got home from the hospital, Miss Rourke printed out scriptures of healing and hung them on the mirrors in the bathroom. They're still there? They're still there. So, in, in the, what it says, it, it, it had all of the scripture of what God's word said 
on the mirror in the bathroom. So when you walked in to brush your teeth, instead of thinking, boy, I don't feel good today, there's a long life he satisfies me. By his stripes we are healed. Had all these scriptures printed out on the thing. Why? Because you see them, and then you say them, and you start to believe it, right? It starts to change who you are. Well, what we say changes who we are. <clears throat> so what are you saying? Who's steering the boat? Are you letting the world steer the boat? Because that, that's, the, that's the whole thing, right? What happens is, is what we take in fills up our heart is what comes back out. So if you listen to the news 24-7 of how terrible everything is and how you're not going to be able to afford to eat or, or put gas in your car or be able to go to the grocery store or whatever, and you constantly repeat that, right? It's on a repeat cycle. You're going to have exactly what you say. But if you will focus on what God's Word says about you and start to develop the habits of saying that, right, it, it, it's it, the death and life or in the power of the tongue, right? So if you can't pick life, please don't pick death. At least be quiet. Don't give the enemy any help. He don't need any help. Don't give him any help. What we do is go about telling the devil exactly what the devil wants to hear. Oh, my daddy had a heart attack. I won't be long. I had a boy tell me the other day, well, you know, I, I can't, uh, no way I won't have cancer. I mean, my whole family's had cancer and and, and I chew tobacco, and I, you know, I'm just waiting on the call to when I get cancer. And I'm like, man, that's a bad call. I wouldn't confess that. And I told him, <clears throat> man, don't confess that over yourself. I don't want no part of that. And you think about it, and you think, well, you know, he just was saying something. Yeah, he sure was. Not going to live to be 50. And you think about the times where people made public statements and made statements, right? <clears throat> just, just one to, to think about. When they were getting ready to crucify Jesus, right, and Pilate came out and he washed his hands, y'all know the story, right? He washed his hands and he said, whose blood is this man's hand, head going to be on? And the Jews said, let it be on ours and our children. What? Why would you confess that over yourself? They took responsibility for the killing of Christ on them and their children. Well, what do we do? Well, you know, my kids ain't smart. We just live, we stuck in this job. We can't do no better. And we'll never have nothing. And we don't ever get a break on us and our children. Now, Crystal corrects me every time. If I ever fuss at my kids and go, that is stupid. You shouldn't do that. You better not be confessing that over them. I'm like, I'm not saying they stupid. I'm saying what they did was stupid. Although sometimes they is stupid too. They do. I mean, the kids... They, they do dumb stuff. But our job is to build them. <laughs> oh, I'm going to pay for that one. Our job, is to <laughs> our job is to build them up and speak life into them and speak prosperity into them. And, you know, and we, 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 the charismatic movement, right, catches such a hard time for the rest of the world. It's the name and the claim it, folks. And I, I get it. I mean, I don't want you to put it on a bumper sticker. But I want you to understand that what you say is what you're going to have. And, and it's, it's elementary. It's elementary. This is an elementary statement. Yet, we have a hard time with it. And sometimes I think we feel like we're, well, 
we're too far down the road to that. Well, you don't understand. I mean, I'm just telling you the facts. I mean, you know, I'm old or I'm this or I'm that, and you just don't, you just have to get over it. I get it. If that's what's in the abundance of your heart, you can have all of it. I just don't want any. <clears throat> so what can we do? Um, Psalms. <clears throat> King David. King David was a man after God's own heart, right? Psalms 141, 3. And set a guard over my mouth, Lord, to keep watch over the door of my lips. Set a guard over my mouth. Oh, Jesus, set a guard over my mouth. How easy of a thing is that to say? How easy of a prayer is that to pray? Lord, protect my family and set a guard over my mouth. It, <clears throat> if we prayed this every day, if we were mindful over setting a guard over our mouth, how much difference would it make in your life? If you go, well, it wouldn't really make any difference to me. Okay, cool. L let's do a experiment. For, for, man, I want to say a long time, but let's... Can you give me a month for a, uh, let's go back, for a week, for a week. I want you to not complain about anything, not complain about anything, not complain about anything, no matter what, and not say anything negative about yourself. <clears throat> for a week, just a week, one week, not complaining about anything, we're not reporting the news, we don't need to know the news, I don't need to hear the news, we're not reporting the news. And we're not going to say anything negative about ourselves for a week. And let's just see. Might take two weeks, might take three weeks, I don't know. But I mean, start with a week. What you're going to do is, is in about 1.30, you'll figure out that you do that a bunch. That's what you're going to do. You're going to realize real quick, well, I don't really say like that a bunch. So, so, and then all of a sudden, you're going to realize that I say that a lot. I say stuff about me a lot. I say stuff, I complain a lot. Right? So that's the challenge. One week. No complaining to anybody about anything. Not to yourself, not to other folks, not to your siblings, not to your parents, not to your co-workers. No complaining for a week. And nothing negative about yourself. To set a guard over your mouth. To watch what you say. Because if we eat the fruit of it, I want it to be luscious Sweet fruit, not bitter, nasty fruit. Death and life, sweet fruit, nasty fruit, one week. No complaining, nothing negative about yourself. Let's pray. <clears throat> Father God, we just thank you and praise you for this day. Father, we thank you for your word. Father, we pray now that it will go out and will not return void, and we give you praise and honor and glory in Jesus' most precious name. Amen.
Y'all good? Okay. <laughs> Father God, I just lift these folks up to you right now in the name of Jesus. Father, I speak your peace, Father, over them and your blessings. We dispatch angels over them right now in Jesus' most precious name. Amen. <laughs>